Welcome to the Winning Edge Investments Podcast. Winning Edge Investments provides industry-leading horse racing and sports betting tips, ratings and education, enabling you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com to learn more about how you can start to supercharge your betting bank immediately. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments. Today on the Winning Edge podcast, we're joined by Matt Smith from the Speed Stars Service. How are you, Matt? I'm really good, Brad. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. You've had a bit of a purple patch in recent weeks. Must be, must be a good feeling. Uh, yeah, it was actually a really good feeling the last couple of weeks. Um, the results have been a little bit uh, up and down through variance, but um, things swung back in our favour over the last couple of weeks, and it has yeah, it's been really, really good. So seven winners from the last eight bets. Uh, average price of five dollars fifty. Fantastic if I could do that every week, but um, yeah, no, it was really good. I was uh, really quite impressed. Awesome, mate. All right, so tell us a bit about your background in analysing horse racing data. Um, Brad, I've always been interested in racing, um, but it was mostly recreational fun. Uh, I was actually pretty poor at it when I first started because I generally had no idea what I was doing. So I decided that I wanted to try and take it a little bit more seriously uh, a little bit over 10 years ago. And at that point, I started with the traditional weight and form type analysis, as most people do, because at the time, that's pretty much all I knew. And there was a fair bit of information uh, around about it. So I started doing that and I had varying degrees of success, but... Um, after a few years, I just felt that this type of data didn't really provide a lot of value due to the large number of people that had general access to it. So I decided that I wanted to go in search of something just a little bit different. And around about six years ago, I uh, started looking into sectional times. Um, that had always fascinated me. And uh, at the time, it seemed that not really many people were using sectional times. And there could be an edge if I was able to use them effectively. It made sense to me the times were critical since we had an official race time and an official 600-metre sectional time. Uh, and the more I looked at the times, I learned about them a bit more and realised that while they were definitely giving me better results, just times on their own are, are really quite misleading as they disregard factors like pace, uh, track speed, class of horse, things like that. So times can actually steer you in the wrong direction if you're, if you're looking at just pure raw times on their own. There needs to be a bit of perspective applied to the sectional times to normalise them uh, across all the races from country to metropolitan, and that way you gain a bit more accurate perspective on the merits of the performance of each horse. So instead of just using the raw times, I, uh, I found a product uh, for some speed ratings that took these factors into account uh, and actually found them very effective. So it wasn't long until I was pretty much using them exclusively for my own betting. Uh, it was around this time I actually started providing selections to a uh, horse racing service uh, for about 18 months and um, we ended up having really good success. We made about 230 units profit at 15% profit on turnover during that period yep. and things were going along really well. But uh, unfortunately, the company that I was working for at the time decided they were going to move uh, exclusively into sports data services. So at that point, I was, I was no longer required. So I pretty much just went back to my own betting, uh, primarily with the speed-based analysis and um, having a really good time with that, uh, things were going really well. So uh, the bug got me again to look at a, a service. So um, I decided that you know I'd probably start my own service um, back in about 2018. So I got on social media and uh, started building a bit of a, a newsletter uh, member base. Uh, so I had about 400 people on that newsletter base. And um, in about nine months, uh, we made a bit over 60 units profit at 18% profit on turnover. 
uh, it was a bit more of a selective type service. Um, and at the time, it was uh, a pretty nice platform, I thought, to start the service. Um, I was getting ready to start it uh, about a month before and uh, actually had a job opportunity come up um, in my uh, professional field outside of horse racing. Uh, and I just couldn't refuse that. So the service didn't eventuate at that point in time. But um, I guess I can't complain too much because uh, now being part of the Winning Edge team, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity. And, and so far, uh, yeah, things have gone extremely well. Yeah, definitely. And since joining Winning Edge, what, three months ago, you've delivered 73 units profit, um, 40% winning strike rate, 46% profit on turnover. So um, you've, you've come out of the blocks. Yeah, it's, it's really refreshing that the, the results that we've had on the live um, service have actually mirrored pretty much what I've achieved through the model. So, uh, I was, yeah, I'm really happy with that. And so you mentioned analysing times is quite complex. What type of data do you use to, to do that analysis? Uh, well, as I said, uh, I just use a set of professional speed ratings. Um, I've built those into a database. Um, and the database also has all your typical form, market and class factors. So um, I find that I can use a combination of all those elements and they work quite well for the type of analysis that I do. And I also do combine that with some video analysis too on certain races where the data tells me that there, there could be something there that I've missed. So Generally, the data is pretty good at uh, pointing out, um, you know, when a horse might have been held up at a stage. Uh, the, the actual speed ratings will give you an indication of that. So I generally go looking a bit deeper into the form, uh, a little bit deeper into the video analysis, and, and just have a bit of a look what might have happened. Uh, and quite often there is a, a reason there the horse might have been held up or something like that. So um, that sort of goes into the database as well, and, and I can take that into account next time when they're running. Yep. All right, so you've, you've delved into a fair bit about the Speedstar speed process. So how, how did you come across this method? Well, when I was using the speed ratings, uh, I thought that there might be um, some additional factors that I could utilise to help make them a bit more profitability. So I was doing a bit of research um, on general form and market characteristics that, that I could possibly use with that. Uh, at the time, when I was just doing my own betting, I was constantly uh, around about the 10% profit on turnover, but what I found, I was just betting into a lot of races and generally uh, multiple horses in each race. So it gave me quite a high turnover and also a high winning strike rate per race. But uh, the downside to betting multiple horses in a race is that you're pretty much guaranteed to back a lot of losers, and, and that sort of goes against how I've tried to set up myself and go about my work over the years. So I decided that I was going to just perform some analysis on horses that were a little bit more favoured in the market and try to determine if there were any form factors that generally made them more popular to general punters out there uh, and see if anything lined up well with the speed ratings. So I could start to use these extra factors to help me eliminate more horses and try to narrow that um, selection down to one per race. Um, in that process, I was trying to uh, achieve a goal of a 40% strike rate and increase the profit on turnover to 20% at the time, to, uh, up from 10%. So that was really all I was trying to achieve. Um, after a few months of testing and analysis, I found that I had come up with a, a set of factors that could work well. So I built a, a very basic model. Well, actually, I had it built for me because I, I don't sort of have that ability, but I found a guy who was able to build that for me. And uh, we loaded it with the predetermined form and market factors. And that basically forms the foundation of all the analysis work that I do. So the model itself is essentially designed to find the right horses in the right races for me to preview. And from those model selections, I then do further analysis on those and use the speed ratings to verify the form and market factors. Um, I don't bet them blindly. I do put a bit of work into having a look at those model selections 
uh, and it has actually improved the results quite a bit since I started doing that. And what I found was that horses that were strong on form factors and market factors that I could verify on speed ratings, then these are the horses that I really wanted to be on. Uh, apart from that, there is the element of uh, just the speed rating process itself. So there's often times when I find horses that do stand out on speed ratings alone, and they are missed to a certain degree by the model because they don't generally fit the criteria uh, or they're popular with the market. Uh, and we've had a few of those uh, recently. Um, we had Montefilia at $12, and uh, we also had the uh, Beaufort Park horse on the weekend at $7. So they were in around the market to a degree, but they really weren't the, the popular favoured horses. But on the speed ratings alone, they really stood out as far as I was concerned. So uh, those selections make up around about 20% of the overall selections, but uh, they are very important to the overall winning strike rate and profit on turnover. Yep, and it's it's a, a high win strike rate service. It doesn't uh, it's not a huge turnover service, is it? No, not at all. Uh, I've tried to steer away from that because uh, I like to think that uh, I'd be better off just trying to focus on on the really good races that the model finds, uh, looking for the better horses in those races, and just trying to line them up uh, with the speed ratings to find those horses that I believe are standout bets. And um, I, I just don't believe in betting for the sake of it. Uh, I can go weeks without a bet if I have to, but um, obviously I like to find a few uh, good, good horses to bet on each week, but um, I don't go about looking for extra horses to bet on just just for the sake of having a bet. Yeah, yeah. and it does focus on mainly Saturday Metro racing? Yeah, that's correct, uh, Brad. The Metro racing on Saturdays I found uh, to be far more consistent, uh, and generally that's how the model uh, tends to work with more consistent data and better horses. It, it does have a, a far better result when it looks at those horses rather than just your average horses running around the country. Yep. And do you bet on other days as well, like feature days outside of Saturdays or those kind of days? Uh, I, I do sometimes. It just depends on, on the horses that are going around. Um, generally, if I've got a bet midweek, it's through a black booker that I've looked at um, through previous race analysis and I've earmarked it as a horse I wanted to have a look at. So generally, if there's a midweek one, um, then that's the horse I'm on. But with the spring carnival upon us, um, I will be previewing some of the bigger midweek ones, uh, such as the Manicado and uh, Geelong Cup, Melbourne Cup Day and Oaks Day. So chances are there'll be a horse or two there that, um, that strikes my fancy due to the fact that these generally Saturday-class horses running around on those particular meetings. Winning Edge Investments is an independent provider of tips, ratings and betting education on horse racing and sports, recruiting only the best full-time professional punters and expert analysts. Does your tipping service offer transparent posting of results every day using an achievable odds recording method? Do they offer a 120-page betting education pack with every membership? And do they provide a profit guarantee, loyalty bonus credits, refer-a-friend bonuses, and special insider discounts to valued members? If not, head over to winningedgeinvestments.com for a different, better experience. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments. And I'm um, just back on the model. Um, what kind of testing have you done and what were the results of that? So initially, I looked at uh, two years' worth of data, um, 2018 to 2019. So uh, things change quite a lot in racing, and I wanted to keep the data set fairly recent, so I didn't want to go back too far. Um, and I wanted to look at what those, what factors I could find in there that were likely to be affecting prices reasonably close to the present day. Uh, once I had those form and market factors that I wanted to use, 
I put them in the model and I just ran that over 2019 data. Essentially, the 2018-2019 data was fairly similar, so uh, I just ran it over the 2019 data to get a baseline. Uh, and then once I had that baseline, I was ready to start live testing on the upcoming races. So um, when I did get those baseline results, I actually exceeded the expectations I had for the model because um, it really only used a handful of factors. Um, and when you combine those with the speed ratings, uh, there wasn't really a lot of uh, a lot of variables that were actually used in the model uh, compared to you know some models have over a hundred. Uh, I have a fraction of that, so it's a, it's a fairly simple model. Um, just trying to look at uh, the better horses at the at the top end of the market, essentially. Um, it was very clear, as I said before, that the the quality of horses and racing in general outside of Sydney Metro is really below average. Yep. Um, so the results for Saturday Metro in particular, Sydney and Melbourne, were exceptionally good and they had an, a 40% strike rate and over a 40% profit on turnover. So that yeah. was where I decided to put my focus. Yep. When I analysed each of the races and, and horses picked up by the model, I found the average price of the winners was around $3, $3.20. So there were really no winners in double figures um, in that 2019 testing period. So I gained a, a fair bit of confidence out of that, that the results were genuine and uh, there was potential to replicate those once we moved into live testing, uh, which I did at the start of um, January this year. And, of course, um, you know, the, the worst thing happened. We had a loss <laughs> the first, uh, first month of <laughs> testing. Away. Yep. Uh, yeah, seven and a half unit loss. So it was actually the biggest losing month the model had. Um, and, and, of course, it had to happen as soon as I went live. So I thought, oh, okay, what's, what's going on here? But... Um, then February and March rolled around, and they were quite big winning months. So uh, I knew at that point that you know it was just variance, which which happens to the best of us. So yep. Yep. Uh, overall results from January to March of this year um, were pretty much bang on with the 2019 testing. It's just a touch over 40 percent. So uh, it all sort of lined up quite well. Yep. Um, then I moved on uh, April and June. I did some more testing, but I actually had a little bit more manual intervention at that point. Um, using the speed ratings a lot more, and I did notice a, a notable increase in the number of selections that I had and uh, a fair considerable increase in the profit on turnover. So uh, for that quarter, it actually almost hit 80% profit on turnover. So um, I, I pretty much put that down to variance as well because, you know, that's the longer-term testing just didn't agree the fact that that would be the new normal. So uh, I just put it down to a, a good period of results. Um, overall 2020 results, we had um, just over 220 units profit at uh, 68, 65% profit on turnover. So it was significantly up on, on 2019, um, and I thought that was really uh, pleasing. So since the inception of the model, uh, up until uh, Saturday just gone, we've had uh, 94 betting days uh, for 67 wins at 71%. So essentially, we're winning seven out of every 10 days that we bet, so uh, that's a pretty good result. Yeah, good strike rate. What time are the bets sent, how many bets are sent, and how are the official results recorded? So we have a standard release time of 11.15 uh, on days where there are selections. So obviously on a Saturday, uh, our release time is 11.15. And if there is a situation where there's where there'd be no selections for a Saturday, then I would send out a, a communication of that nature. Um, but on other days when there is potentially selections midweek, um, we have a 11.15 release time. So... Um, the number of selections varies. Uh, realistically, we're likely to be somewhere between four and six on any given day. Uh, some days there'll be less than that, but some days there'll be more, just depending what the model finds and, and what uh, I find through the speed rating analysis. Yeah. Um, we record our official results at two-unit win using best of the best prices. 
Um, I found over time that uh, best of the best generally beats SP. Um, so you can generally take um, Betfair SP as well, uh, and that uh, has proven to be quite profitable. So uh, more often than not, it's, uh, it, it comes out on top. So it's, it's really a, a great set-and-forget strategy. Uh, I realised a long time ago that I'm, I'm not the best at pricing horses, so uh, I feel the best strategy I've got is to let the model find the horses. I make the analysis to find the final selections, um, I had a look at the markets in the morning, and if the market sort of sits around a price that I'm happy to take on the horse, then it'll go out as a selection uh, at best of the best, and then I'm just happy to let the market decide uh, what the final price we get for the horse. And generally, uh, the prices of the horses have actually uh, come up quite well uh, and above the, the range that I'm interested in betting in anyway, so I don't feel we miss out on anything by trying to take a, an early price. And when you take an early price in the morning, you, you, you're looking at 120, 125% market sometimes, so... Uh, generally the horses tend to drift a bit uh, later in the day towards start time anyway. Yep. It really is an easy service to follow. I mean, it's um, pretty light on volume, but um, really high winning strike rate, so it ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty simple in the way I try and do it, Brad, and uh, I don't want to complicate it by trying to um, you know, take a, an early price and then sit there and watch the horse drift out a bit and, and, uh, and hopefully when it wins, you, you sort of think to yourself, you know, I should have just waited to take that better price. And yeah. A lot of people too don't have the time to sort of sit around trying to wait for the best price, so just put the bets on early and uh, enjoy the day. Yep, and just looking back on last Saturday, you were up 34.6 units, uh, 288% profit on turnover, 83% strike rate, five from six. Um, Hungry Heart was your only loser for the day. <laughs> she didn't run up to expectations, did she? No, she didn't. Um, I did have some reservations going in about the, the quick backup. Um, so she had a really brutal uh, run the week before in the flight stakes. And uh, if she wasn't racing in Melbourne, I certainly I wouldn't have been on her. But uh, I felt that that field uh, was a little bit inferior to the one she faced the week before. So I was prepared to give her an opportunity. The model uh, liked her quite a lot, and her speed figures were, were able to back that up. So um, unfortunately, the early pace she got on Saturday was just a bit too strong for her, and uh, she was just a bit flat. So, But that's all right. I'll take five out of six yeah, in definitely. day of the week, Brad. Um, I think most people would do that. Absolutely. Is that one of your best Saturdays you've had? Uh, that is the best Saturday the models had, Brad, yep, so um, that's uh, that's right up there. Um, well done. Cleared the last mark by about 10 units, so it was really good. Fantastic. Well, let's hope it continues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're coming into a good time of year, so there's some good horses running around, uh, good races, so we'll certainly be out there to try and pick up a few more. Fantastic. All right, Matt, well, thanks for joining us on the Winning Edge podcast, mate, and all the best into the future. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate the time. Thanks very much. At Winning Edge Investments, our team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters review the data, crunch the figures, assess the best betting opportunities, and deliver them to your phone via our app and your email inbox in real time so you profit. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com, look at our membership options, make your choice, and enter the promo code PODCAST to receive a special 25% discount on your first membership just for listening. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T in capital letters for a 25% ongoing discount on your first membership. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments.